0: It's only films to be buried with... The Resurrection! Hello, and welcome to Films to be Buried with... The Resurrection! My name is Brett Goldstein, I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a statistician, and I love films. As Albert Einstein once said... The revolution introduced me to art, and in turn, art introduced me to the revolution, and also my mate introduced me to Japanese cinema, and I'll always be grateful for that, because I love it. Ah, it sounds like you've got a good mate there, Albert. Nice one. Every week, I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. But not this week! This week, I use my newly acquired shamanic skills and powers to bring a beloved guest back from the dead. And this week is the incredible stand-up, writer, actor and SNL regular, Punky Johnson. Tickets are selling fast for the big live films to be buried with live, 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 live at Hackney Empire on July 2nd. Make sure you get your tickets. Come along, we'll have a right old time. You can get tickets from plosive.co.uk and hackneyempire.co.uk. We'll do the show We'll do an audience Q&A. You can tell me about the films that mean the most to you. It'll be very special. Come along. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein where you get an extra 20 minutes with Punky Johnson. I tell you what, in this one, we laugh. There's a secret that is one of the top three secrets we've ever had on the Patreon. It's very rude. We do a lot of rude chat. We talk about beginnings and endings. We laugh, we cry. It's beautiful. Check it out. You get a video, all sorts. Check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. You can watch Ted Lasso season one and two on Apple TV plus, and you can watch Soulmates and Superbob on Amazon Prime in most places. So that's all that. I hope everyone is well. Punky Johnson. I fucking love Punky Johnson. Punky Johnson, she's one of my favorites. She blew my head off as a stand up when I first saw her in LA. And now she lives in New York. She's a regular on SNL. It was so good to be able to spend time with her again. We recorded this a few nights ago on Zoom. It's a very funny episode. It's very, very rude. If you don't like naughty business, I don't really know why you're here, but maybe be careful if you get nervous or that sort of thing. It's a, it's, there's, there's some naughty business in this episode, I'm sure. Anyway, she's fucking brilliant. This was so fun. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 195 of Films to be Buried With. The Resurrection! Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with The Resurrection! It is I, Brett Goldstein, and I am joined today by an actor, a writer, a co, a stand-up superstar, a legend a person who has moved from L.A. to New York for a very exciting reason. She is an SNL cast member, regular. She is a genius. She is one of the finest comic brains I ever had the pleasure of being with. Please, welcome back from the dead to the show. I can't believe we've got her back. It's the amazing, it's the brilliant, it's the favourite of everyone. It's
2: Punky Johnson!
0: Stop it! (laughs) Punky, Punky.
2: Oh, oh! I am blushing so
0: hard. Punky (laughs) Johnson, I have missed you. I'm so excited to see you again. Congratulations.
2: I miss you too. I'm excited to see you. Big thanks,
0: popping. You are in New York. I have so many questions for you. Since you last did Films to Be Buried With, when I first met you, you were my favourite stand-up that I saw in LA. You blew my mind. Since then... (laughs) You have become an SNL cast member, moved to New York. Tell me everything. I want to know so many things. Can I ask you, and if you're bored of of talking about these things, you cannot tell me. Firstly, moving to New York. Have you moved with your wife? Are you going back and forth? Are you there full time? How's that working?
2: Uh, So let's just put it out there. Done with the wife. (laughs) <laughs> the wife is done. Let's open with the big news. <laughs> <laughs> Let's address that. We okay. are
0: active
2: we are actively in the middle of a divorce that I've been trying to get for the past 2 years actually. Congra-
0: congratulations. I hope you're this is okay.
2: Ugh. Congratulations is a great thing.
0: Okay. Good.
2: Yes, I'm so glad you said that, because a lot of people say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, "Nope, it's a good thing to get out of toxic relationships. I just want to put that out there.
0: <laughs> I, I am very glad to hear that, Punky, and uh, I hope it's going all right, these proceedings.
2: You know what? It's going how it's going. It, it's been yeah. a hassle looking for her and getting her to do these papers. But other mm. than that, I don't even care, as long as it's in process and yeah. I'm healthier and... My skin looks better. You're I telling smile me. more. So
0: <laughs> So have you felt free? Have you felt free and single for a while or are you still in the mess of all that?
2: So it's been two years since I started the process. Mm-hmm. The first year I was a uh, home. Oh. And I <laughs> I mean I cut up. I was out every night spending money, drinking. I had just got SNL.
0: Oh wow. So you were
2: Yeah, I had left her before i got snl though so it's not like okay. i didn't i didn't even have the audition for snl at that point but right. I, I i got out of there then after i left her i started booking stuff i got snl i moved out i got a new apartment like great things started mm. to happen after i left and um it, it, it's been great I, I honestly forgot what the question was because i started rambling
0: <laughs> the question was have you felt Free and single, and and or are you still in the mess of it? Was the
2: question. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yes. Yeah. So I I hold out for a little bit. I wild out because you know I was with her for a long time. Mm. And from then, very young,
0: right? From like
2: mm-hmm. s- teenager. Since I was since te- I mean we were off and on. Yeah. We was together for twelve years, and then we broke up for three years. Right. But we was on and off those three years, so I was wilding out just a tad bit then. But then okay. I got married. But I I don't know what it feels like to be in a relationship with nobody but her. Mm. So, um, like I said, I hold out for a little bit, but then <laughs> I out of the blue, I met this really gentle soul. And I've always said, I'm never getting married again. It was trash, da da da. And mm. I'm actually thinking love is possible again. Whoa. So
0: how long's this been?
2: It's been one year now.
0: Wow. And where did you meet yeah. this person?
2: I met her in Rhode Island. I was on stage, my first time headlining. As a comedian and she's just stands up and she's like, I just wanna let you know I came here for you. And I was like, Sit your stupid ass down. And (laughs) you know, we don't like all of that while we Oh, this is in the middle of
0: your set. She does it. Oh wow, great. (laughs) I was like,
2: shut your ass up. (laughs) You know me, I start going crazy, popping off at the mouth. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but we had this really interesting like ten minute talk while I was on, on stage. stage. The oh, audience wow. loved it. They was like, no, don't worry about us. Talk <laughs> to her. And um, and then afterward, I just thought it was what it was, and mm. I went to my green room, and I turned around, and she was like right there. She was like, now, what huh. was all that? You was talking back there on stage. And I was like, all right, what you doing? And wow. security came up, the manager <laughs> came up, and they were like, Punk, are you all right? We got to get this crazy bitch out of here. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I want to see what she done took her mask off by this. So now I see she's very pretty. You know, I'm like, okay, let's talk. And then, <laughs> um, of course, I was still married, but but I, she didn't know I was in the process of the divorce. But her friends were like, she's married. Get out of there. She's married. And she looked at me and she said, you think you're about to have me in a triangle? You, 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 you think you're about to do that to me? And she like walked out. She's like, I ain't got time. And she walked out. I mean, stormed off walking out. And I was so mad <laughs> that she <Yeah>. left me. <laughs> because I'm she like, had you if you would have listened to my set, you dumb bitch, you would have heard what was going on. So I chased after her and I grabbed her and I turned her around. And I was like, if you wouldn't chitter-chatter and do my whole set, you would have known what's been going on in my life. And then it was like a movie. We just She just looked at me like, oh, did you chase me? And we just... We just started kissing, didn't even know each oh other. Oh, my
0: God. This is amazing.
2: And it just, it's it's just, I've just been at peace ever since that day. Ever since that day, I've just been like, so, she's such a giving person. Wow. Like, I've never been with a giver. I'm not saying my wife was a taker, but she definitely wasn't a giver. <laughs> 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 but this just, this, woman is just like, she's, you know, it's she reminds me of my mother. I think that's what it is. Wow! Just kind and soft, mm. um, uh, blunt when she needs to be. Yeah, and she can cook her ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <woo. laughs> Ball. The first time me and her was on Facetime, <laughs> I said, "What you doing?" She said, uh, "Oh, I'm cooking." And she from Rhode Island, so I was like, "Girl, you ain't cooking nothing." And she showed me the pot. She was making smothered cabbage. I said, girl, I know you're not making cabbage. She said, yeah, because I thought only people from the South knew how to make cabbage.
0: And where's she from? She's from Rhode Island.
2: Rhode Island. All right. Small, small town. I call Rhode Island the godforsaken town because the sun is never out. It's always raining or snowing or dark outside. It's like Alaska. It's like, why is it only bright three months out of the year out here?
0: i got two questions because it's very interesting, your story, and it is like a movie. Well, one, it's a very nice thing to say about your mum, I suppose, because I think most people try to avoid ending up with their parents. <laughs> but if you're actively <laughs> I try to be with your mum, that's probably your mum's must be very nice. That's lovely to hear.
2: I was if, wondering if that sounded kind of weird. No, I mean, like her- it's
0: not weird. It's lovely. As in, as in I think most people... I think what happens is... From what I read, of therapy books, etc. Everyone ends up with their parents. They try not to. They sort of go the opposite way. And then somehow they end up, oh, fuck, you're just like my mum, even though I thought you were the opposite of my mum. <laughs> Whereas in your case, it sounds like you you want that. So you may as well skip the bit where you think they're not and go straight towards it. Well, that's I'm very happy for you. I'm excited to hear this. So that's going on in your love life. And in your work life, you've got SNL. Now, well, I guess there's everyone wants to know all sorts of things about SNL. I guess the first thing I'd like to know is what was your stand, what was your audition? Because I've seen your stand up It's some of my favorite yeah. stand up, but I would also say it is stand up that in no way can be on, on network TV. And so I wondered what your audition was. For SNL.
2: <laughs> it cannot. I, yeah, I did a college the other day and I was just like, look, y'all gonna learn today. Cause, uh, <laughs> You're going to hate this. I'm not not shrinking and I'm not changing nothing up. Y'all going to get this real, okay? Mm -hmm. But SNL, okay, when I auditioned for SNL, which it was a great season for me because it was the pandemic. Yes. And usually if you audition, you have to go to New York. But since it was a pandemic, I had to do everything on videotape. Wow. Which was a monstrous victory for me because I am very awkward, in room auditions i would not have i know for a fact i would not have gotten this job if i had to go there mm-hmm. and second i was very surprised to get the opportunity to audition because i never thought i would be on network tv ever because yeah. of my stand up so i was like me <laughs> 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 so off the bat i just didn't even believe in myself i was like i'm gonna get it, i'm gonna do these little characters they ain't going to like it whatever mm-hmm. And I sent in six six characters. I think I sent in like Kerry Washington, of course, Whoopi Goldberg, Mary J. Blige, and like two other things that I made up or something. And I just sent them in. I forgot I sent them in. I was like, whatever. I'm never going to hear from those people again. And then like, I think a month later, they were like, hey, you know, you got a call back fast now. And I was like, what? <laughs> they say, yeah. They say, you can send in the same audition. Or you can do a different audition. I say, oh, no, hell no. And Then I thought it was like, oh, no, no, no. If they really looking, then I'm going to give them something for real. Right. So then I sent in, I added six more characters to the the uh, previous one. So then right. I sent in 12 characters.
0: Wow. What were the other six? Do you remember?
2: I don't remember. It was like, this is how Black people, it's the stuff I started making up. Like, this is huh. how Black people break up character <laughs> I think I did. What was a, the
0: premise? Uh, what was the premise of "This Is How Black People Break Up"? Please.
2: Uh, it was like a. Um, it was like I, it started off where I had this piece of paper. and My husband came home and I was like, "How you doing, Mister Pockets? Why do I call you Mister Pockets? Because I found this in your pockets. That's why." And I was like, <laughs> "I can't take it no more. Get out!" <laughs> and then I put like this this crazy dramatic music in the background, and I put my face really into the camera like this. <laughs> I told him to get out. I said, You really gonna leave after I told you to leave? Cause you know that's <laughs> you're not gonna stay after I told you to go, you're not gonna stay and fix it. You know what? Don't try to stay because I told you to stay. And now that you that say stay, you try to stay. Get out. Where you going? Like <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it You've was got it the was part. yeah, it was it was funny in audition, of course. But and then I had all these crazy wigs. That, and they kept, like, <laughs> they kept coming off. But I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to try to make them perfect. I'm a, mm. If they're coming off, let them come off. If they if yeah. I'm doing this, because I felt that it added whatever it added. Because, yeah. you know, I was like, at that point, I had nothing to lose, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, now it's a 50% chance you're going to get it or you're not. And I ended up getting it. It was so crazy. It was very bizarre. Well,
0: tell me about, if you can, like day one were you very nervous was it overwhelming was it cool? were you cool like
2: one thing about SNL is they are very comforting you know when, oh, yeah? when you go in that build the the one thing that was wor- was bad was the COVID situation and we really couldn't make friends last year and I was kind of really just on my own and I just got thrown in up you know I just basically got thrown in the pool and was told to swim mm-hmm. but I'm pretty that was not their intention it was just it was just COVID I was nervous, but everybody was so kind. And if I needed help, I got help. And they're not it's it's a it's a good job to have. It's stressful. Very, mm. very stressful. Uh, you work uh, yeah. every single day. Sometimes you work all day. They got days like you're always on call, even when you're not there, you're on mm. call. Right. Like like for instance, just what I mean by on call. Like Friday, I was off on Friday which was great. I got the box all day. I was with my trainer all day, watching people spar, kind of learning footwork and stuff. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go do some comedy tonight. But then something told me, don't do it. Something said, Uh go home. So I come home it's, I done put some chicken in the oven. I got some asparagus on the stove. I'm cooking. I have took all my clothes off. I'm butt naked. I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. All of a sudden, my phone start ringing. 10.45. We um, uh, we got to get you. We got a driver come and pick you up at, uh, at, at this time. You got to be on set by 11.15. I'm oh, like, no. oh, Lord. Well, I guess <laughs> I got to take the chicken out the oven and put a fucking bra on. Um, so I get out there. I go to work. As soon as I get to work, they say, you know what? We are gonna do it tomorrow. (laughs) But that's the. But that's why I can't make like people always think I'm giving them the runaround. I'm like, no, I actually really cannot. Every single time I book something with somebody, or plan something with somebody. Mm. It is a ninety percent chance I'm gonna have to cancel. You're like a doctor.
0: You're a doctor of (laughs) sketch comedy.
2: Right. So that's why I'm just like, you know what? Let's play. I'm always telling people, let's play it by ear. Monday is a good day because Monday we work from home. Everything's on Zoom on Mondays. Right. So Monday's a good day.
0: And, and what, how is the, because, you know, I work with uh, J- Jason Sudeikis, as you know, yes. and he, he was on it for 10 years, I believe. And, and I've spoken to quite a few people who've done SNL, and it sounds like it must be very hard. I guess the thing I'm curious about is like managing your own ego in terms of, Every week you cannot be on it, you can be on it next week. You can not be on it the week after that. So there's no it's a constant roller coaster of you you're you're <laughs> you're you're big, you're not big, you're you know, and how do you cope with that? How do you cope with that part of it?
2: Meditation. Yeah, is it? <laughs> I have never meditated in my life. I, I I've always uh been Christian, I've always prayed, but this job has driven me <laughs> into going back to therapy. <laughs> And it's to meditation, meditation. Right. it's it's really really like it, it, the great thing about it is it's nothing personal. It's yeah, just no, what it is. Clearly not. Yeah. And it 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 messes with your heart. It it mm. you know like, and I went my heart on my sleeve. But good thing I got uh, thick skin because my mother don't play all of that foolishness. No. So, it, I meditate every day, mm. at least fifteen minutes a day. I say I I I, I say my little mantra. I take deep very very deep breaths and I and I just cope and it it has zinned me out this season. Right. You know, of course I can't tell you that I'm numb. I can't say that. I do yeah, still yeah. feel but I feel it better now. Now I'm at first, I'll be like, man, what am I doing here? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, this is uh, now I'm kind of just like, you know, it is what it is. You know, I got paid, I'm on a really great show, and this is a great problem to have. I yeah. got my bills paid, I have a great fan. Like now I'm looking at the good things hmm. more and complaining less.
0: And it's a, it's <sighs> a hell of a sort of, a training ground for everything as well right you're constantly you're constantly creating constantly writing yes constantly. yes and uh, what about the actual performing it when, when like last last week i'm glad i'm seeing you this week' cause last week you had a banging sketch and um <laughs> and yes. i and, and was it did you get nervous when you're doing it or is it just it, okay
2: sometimes it really really depends but for the most part like when i get on a comedy stage like you you know how it is like I'm very, very nervous before they call my name to go on stage. But once Mm. I'm up there, I'm up there and I just feel like I'm home because this is what I was born to do. Yeah. You know, I'm not too much of a character actor, but if they ask me to do something, I'm pretty sure that I'm capable of doing it. But as of right now, I just pride myself on on having really good comedic timing as to, you know, why i I think i'm I'm still there because I do have the potential to be a character actor. I just don't know how to get the things in my head out right yeah, but they're but they but they're helping me to do it, so that's good.
0: I relate to this and i've but I've started to think it's different as in a different point is when I do stand up, I think I'm always nervous always every time, just before it can it can be it depends on sort of the size of the gig, it might be five minutes before going on, it might be half a day could be a week, (laughs) depends (laughs) how big the gig is. But once I'm on stage and I've taken the mic, I'm fine. Always, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I I always think about it and I'm like, why do I go through that? Why does my body sort of not remember? You're going to be fine. What what are you nervous about? But I've started to think that it's not necessarily nerves, that it's like adrenaline, that it's your body going, you need this bit, because this is Mm -hmm. the thing that's then going to make you good once you're there mm-hmm. do you think that
2: never thought about it that way but now that you say it I'm like I can agree I okay. can agree with that I can, because every time I have that feeling I just I sit there I shake it off I'm like mm. I'm like this is I'm like this what you here for this what you here for baby you know yeah. you got to talk to yourself come on now <laughs> yeah. come on because because guess what you going out there regardless yes <laughs> you can't yeah. stop the show so yeah. let's go
0: you're gonna do it anyway so <laughs> fucking do it uh, uh, this is this is my new thing. You're going to do it anyway. Why waste the time where you worry about, should I be doing it? You're fucking doing it. You know you're going to do it. Can't
2: stop
0: yeah, the show. The carousel stop never stop turning. Let's go. Can't stop the fucking show. You, <laughs> wanted a, you wanted the show? It's fucking happening. Oh, yeah. Punky Johnson. Yeah. I like you, so I have decided to bring you back to life. You have Ooh. been resurrected. But... What time in your life would you like to be brought back to? The present or the past? Is there something you regret you would like to fix? Where would you like to come back to, Punky Johnson? Please say
2: now. Present. Now, right now. Love it. Now, so, right now.
0: You wouldn't change anything in history. You wouldn't fix COVID. <laughs> You'd just come back to now.
2: No. I got this job because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I love COVID 19. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, come back to now, I think that's a lovely, lovely positive thing. Now, when you've been brought back to life, everyone is very happy to see you. They, they still want to talk about your life through films. It's not that much different from being dead in a way, but you're alive again, so that's good, isn't it, mostly? Anyway, the first thing, the first thing they ask you is, the people excited to see you, including them, I'm very excited you're back. What was the last film you saw, Punky Johnson?
2: The reason why I'm so happy to do this and I needed it to be on a Monday is because every Sunday I lay down on the phone and watch movies with my, with my girl. She's long uh, distance. So we watch movies. Together. We, we're so weird and we're weird. And <laughs> we watched three movies yesterday. And the last one we watched was Any Given Sunday with L.L., Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx. Yep. Yep.
0: I love Any Given Sunday. Does it hold up? I actually haven't seen it in years, but I really loved it back in the day.
2: That's why I watched it, because I haven't seen it mm. since probably the day it came out. And when I saw yeah. it was on Netflix, after we watched her two cute little movies, I said, can what? we watch a
0: football movie?
2: <laughs> what
0: were her cute <laughs> What were her cute movies?
2: We watched uh, Monster-in-Law. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I do really like this other movie I'm about to say is actually on the list because I really, really like this movie. But something's got to give. We watched that one, too. Is Monster-in-Law. That's with uh, Jane Fonda and... JLo? and Wanda Sykes yes
0: wow I mean it's a heck of a cast is it good
2: oh my God you know son in law man Jane Fonda is hilarious she yeah. she just everything she do all her choices she made in that I was just like I love this lady I love <laughs> this lady and then Wanda Sykes come in with her stupid side side comments and remarks and just Holding up the crazy weirdo, my oh my god! It was—it's just so funny. And then of course, you know Jennifer Lopez is one of the prettiest women I've ever put laid my eyes on. I love her. I think she's so sexy.
0: She's my number one, I think.
2: Yes, yes. And, and you'll then have to, you'll um, have to fight
0: me. You'll have to fight me for her, Punky.
2: Oh my god! I and you probably win. Oh no, we 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 will fight Ben together.
1: Yes, then, and then, then we, we will. <laughs>
2: We will battle. Or maybe we can talk to her and see where her head is on polygamy. <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe we can. Sh- I'm very happy with that arrangement, actually. And also hearing that you've been training in boxing, I don't want to fight you. I we'll want see. us to all live in harmony. In harmony. You, me and J-Lo, what a life. What
2: a life. That'll be great.
0: Who was the other one? Is Monster in Law. What was the other cute film?
2: The other one is something I actually have on the list because I can't lie, it's one of my favourite movies, is um, Something's Gotta Give.
0: Oh, great film.
2: Love it. And, you know, come on. I mean, it's it's Jack Nicholson, you know, playing not the bad guy, you know?
0: And Diane Keaton cr- doing a very good crying montage, doesn't she?
2: So hang on, Any Given Sunday holds up. I forgot how t- kind of boring Any Given Sunday <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And I felt so bad to put my girl through that. <laughs> but you know how it is. Like, we started it. We got to finish it. I can't be the person fighting for this movie. And then I'm like, yeah. you know what? So I had to even force myself to watch it. It was just, you know, it. it's... I was like, why did I pick this? I was like, this is why I haven't seen it since it came out, you know?
0: <laughs> Punky Johnson, who do you think should play you in the film of your life?
2: That was very interesting. I was like, I'm like, I was thinking and thinking and thinking. And then I was like, you know what? Just give the narcissistic answer, me.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you're playing yourself. But what if someone else has written it and they've changed stuff? You're like, hey, this this isn't how it happened. But you have to play it like you signed on. You have no creative control in this film. It's the Punky Johnson film. You have no creative control in it, but you are playing Punky Johnson.
2: You know who I think could do a good job. Go on, and I know this might sound really, really crazy because she's older. She's maybe about fifteen years older than me. Freaking uh, Taraji P Henson could probably jump in that lovely choice, man. Taraji can just you tell Taraji what you want. You tell Taraji what you want. She gonna give it to you. Stats,
0: yeah. I actually think that's a really, really good choice.
2: Oh, yeah. You put some dreadlocks in her head and let yeah. her, and give her the script. Just let her go. You just let her do whatever she do.
0: Should we make this film? I think that's a, that's a fucking film. I would watch the Punky Johnson story starring her. Or you. Like I, some,
2: I could play the little me. You, she could play the older me.
0: Oh, I really like that.
2: Really good <laughs> answer.
0: What, Punky Johnson, is the most romantic film you've ever seen? Now, we know your idea of romance is being shouted at in a club by someone that reminds you of your mom. So what is the most (laughs) romantic film you've ever seen?
2: So I mentioned this earlier, but I think it's something's got to give, which I love it because it just comes full circle. And I think everybody can relate to that movie, whether you're young or whether you're old. And everyone understands, well, I'm not going to say everyone, I can't speak for everybody, but I I would say for the most part, people understand what a breakup is and what it feels like to not know if you're going to ever love again. And then on Jack Nicholson's side is he never was in love with anybody. I don't know if he was afraid like you know you can just tell that he was just afraid to love or be loved. Like he was struggling with his own inner uh situation and what he was 63 years old and he finally fell in love for the first time. And I'm just like immediate at some part it was tragic. You know, right. because he couldn't be loved or allow himself to be loved. But then what I loved about it was they allowed him to, he went through his past to understand why he was the way he was and why he act the way he did. And that's when he was like, hey, I can love. So yeah. I love the fact that they made him do his homework on himself. Yeah. To hold himself accountable for the person that he was. Yeah. And he, and and what I what I love, love. He went, Go got his bitch. He went to Paris. He said, oh, where's well, she at, Paris? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to get her. That's right. And sat at the dinner table with her man. hmm Giving her them eyes. That's them the puppet dog boat. eyes. That's about. Come on, you don't... You, that's balls right there. That's yeah. big. And, and paid for the meal. <laughs> <laughs> Really nice. I'm just like man, look it was it was the most romantic most funny gangster movie about love hmm. but in a, at, the, at the most part for the most part I mean it 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 just resonates with me because you can find love even after 20 years because you know I was with my wife for 20 years you can st- there, there is somebody out there if you just you know they, they got somebody out there and we can all be loved we can do it
0: can I can I ask you a very personal question if you if this is too personal or whatever, we can cut it. But breaking up with someone you've been with for twenty years, like was it must have been so hot? like are there still so many aspects of your life that are entwined it's entwined with her <laughs> in terms of friends, in terms of stuff like that, or is it,
2: is the, it hardest clean? I, the hardest thing the hardest thing I ever had to do. Walking yeah. away from that situation. Understanding that you're in something that is not beneficial to your mental health. Your well-being or your spirit, understanding that and coming to the conclusion that it's not gonna get better, that that is also hard. But but literally walking out of the door Mm. is the hardest part. It's the hardest part. Oh my God. I cried and I cried and I was just having a a Mm. self-pity party for such a long time. And Mm. but I could tell you, once you out the door, You know, then then you get to decide to start healing. It's a choice. Yeah. You can sit in and, and, and just in and, and, and drown in this wave of of defeat or you can say, you know what? Nope. I'm about to start healing and I'm about to do the work. How long
0: do you think the the drowning part?
2: I was the, the crazy thing is I was drowning inside of my marriage, lying right. to people, making them think that it was OK, lying mm. to my parents because I didn't want them to worry about me. Just I was just a lion and I just I was just drowning and I felt ooky and ridiculous and don't get it twisted. I loved her, but we was just mm. going through stuff that was way it was just past what we can could fix. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no. I I I got too much to live for. I got too many things that I want to do, and if I stay here, I'm not going to be able to do
0: them. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, amazing. Yeah.
2: But the only thing I'm sad about is she have the dogs, and the dogs were my heart. Uh, no. Those were my kids, man, and it <laughs> and I'm never going to see them again. But really, I get to start a new family. I get to get mm. more dogs. And one thing about her, she was a she was she was. I'm not gonna call her a shitty wife, but she was a shitty wife. But she was a great dog mom. So right. I'm I and I'm I'm at least at peace with that.
0: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. That's such a big deal. I mean, amazing. Congratulations. And yes, that I'm so
2: su- I amazing. am happy as hell. Yeah, fucking hell. And I don't have no residual feelings. The baggage is gone. Amazing. Amazing, Punky.
0: Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky
1: speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
0: Monkey Johnson, what is the best film you ever saw that you never want to see again?
2: The, the Wrong Missy. Uh, that's what uh, David oh, with Spade. David Spade, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I loved it. It was hilarious, but I don't need to see it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's really funny. This is the first co- comedy answer I've had to that question. <laughs> uh, I don't need
2: to see it no more. <laughs> but it was but it was hilarious. And I do recommend seeing it at least
0: Once. one time. <laughs> exactly one time. Uh, what is the best action film you've ever seen? Do
2: you like an action film? So, look, my favorite action is Kung Fu. My, look, I love Ip Man. Ip Man oh, nice. is the shit. You get action and you get to be educated on Japanese and Chinese culture at the same time. Man... I think it's Wing Chun. So I'm going to box for another year. That'll be two mm-hmm. years boxing. And then afterward, I'm going to incorporate Wing Chun. Yeah? I'm going to do both of them. I've always wanted to learn Wing Chun. Soon as yeah. I saw Ip Man, which was, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. It could have right. been less. I don't know. But as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to well,
0: learn it. And are you learning it? Are you actually going to fight? Or you are just learning it? <laughs>
2: I'm not going to, I don't, you know what? I can't call it. I don't know. But I do want to fight in boxing. I do want to, I'm almost to the level of sparring right now. I think my trainer said like in the next month or two, I'll be able to start sparring with people. Wow. Yeah. I'm getting up there. I'm getting strong.
0: Okay. You bloody be careful, please. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm Uh, getting
2: strong. And it's good for my knees. You know, we're getting old and we need to stay active.
0: Yeah, we got you. Got to look after that face, Punky. <laughs> yes. I'm not having that face for it. What of all the films? Of all the films, if you had to, which film do you think you could have made, and why?
2: Oh man, let me tell y'all. Oh, you got it. Set it off. Oh, Set it off. Great. Jada Pinkin, Queen Latifah, Vivica Fox. Um, um, I forgot the other one name, and no disrespect, but I did forget the name, but. Man, what? That's my type of movie right there. We going we gonna get together and we gonna rob the bank because the government ain't shit. <laughs> y'all gonna kill my, br- y'all gonna make me get fired from my job because I knew this man. I didn't help him rob this bank. Then you gonna kill my homegirl's little brother who had a scholarship, even though his ass said he wasn't going to, um, going to college no more after Jada Pinkett had done gave her body to that man for that money. That car seller dealership man, <laughs> she took the hardest bath I ever saw on TV. She was really getting that man off of her, and and y'all gonna do all of that, and 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 nobody's held accountable for that, really? Oh, we gonna mm-hmm. show y'all, and then Blair Underwood he come in, mm-hmm. he getting his bank cased, and he don't even know it. That that gonna show you, that gonna show you, ball. When, when, when Chris Brown said these hoes ain't loyal, he was talking about Jada Pinkett and what she did to Blair Underwood in that movie. How you gonna go and rob that man bank?
0: <laughs> so set it off is your is your sort of this is how this is my this is my heart my heart. Oh is yeah. Set
2: it off. Yo, if they do a set it off two, I hope they don't do a set it off remake. You cannot remake that movie. It is a classic, leave it alone. But if they try to do something like it, like a set it off part two or something like mm-hmm. that, if I'm not in it, I'm gonna light this world on fire. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, well, maybe you can be. The reason you can't be in the Punky Johnson biopic is uh, because you're doing the set it off too. Or would you do a set it off TV show? Yes, indeed. Okay, it's good to know. I'll make a note. Yes, indeed. What what film have you pretended to like to impress people?
2: Man, look, I not I I pretended to watch it. I didn't even watch <laughs> it. She she liked this movie called The New York Minute. Oh,
0: it's. With, uh, with the, the Olsen twins
2: I don't like movies like that I'm just like they're so My girl by the way She you know like we are We we come from the hood So to like movies like these It really I really be like We already like something's gotta give But New York Minute
0: <laughs> That's one step too far I can see that New
2: York Minute I'm yeah. like oh man She's like you watching I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> whole time I was on my <laughs> whole time I was on my iPad watching something else. <laughs>
0: what even is the premise of New York Minute? They're they're twins and they're busy or something. What what's
2: the Well, I I didn't pay attention. Look, you know how when the movie first starts on Netflix they give you like a little um like right a now. little yeah, not even the trailer. The, uh, what you call it? I'm gonna have it a brain fart. They go teaser. Uh, uh, what is it, like A Synopsis or something? They give oh, you, like okay, the yeah. synopsis. The the, the the through line. They give you the through yeah. line. I didn't even read it. I didn't <laughs> even read the through line. I was like,
0: you just need right. the poster. This is not for me.
2: I'm like, I ain't watching this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, e- eventually she's gonna say because every month or every other month she's like tell me something you've never told me before. You know, you know all those stupid relationship questions. And eventually she's going to ask me something mm. like that. And I'm going to say, I didn't watch that fucking movie.
0: <laughs> I, I still don't really know what a New York minute is. No. <laughs> uh, what film have you never seen that you think it's mad you've never seen it? Honestly? hmm Blow with Johnny Depp. That is mad. What's the film you love that
2: you don't expect anyone else to like? Sometimes I'm even embarrassed to say this. I love, love all Medea movies. Oh, listen,
0: Punky Johnson, that is such a good answer. And please elaborate. On all your reasons and, and working out to get
2: there. I don't, Madea, I don't know. It just be, they just so trashy and funny and you can always predict what's going to happen next. And I just think it's, I don't know, you know, and then pairing that to the rumors that I hear about Tyler Perry, about how he just shoots scenes one time and then you go, he, he'd be like, "I uh-uh, ain't got time for this shit. Bloop, bloop. All right, cool. <laughs> and I'm just be. like, and when you watch the movies, you can see it. Like- <laughs> <laughs> this man was say, in a rush. <laughs> he was like, he don't give a shit. "This man only had a New
0: York minute to film this." <laughs> uh,
2: but aren't I love they them really?
0: All. Forgive me, I haven't seen the Madea films, but I do know the, the things I know about them is one, everyone thinks they're rubbish, but two, they're incredibly successful. Right? They're massive, massively popular and successful, even though no, everyone pretends yes. they don't like them.
2: Yes, I of course. Your fa- my, I think it is my favorite part is Medea. And I think just growing up in the black community, we always had a big mama. And Medea reminds us all of big mama. Yeah. Our grandparents, they were very, very blunt about things. You're not about to be coming up in here crying, saying all these sayings that we never understood. Don't come up in here smelling like outside. Got my house smelling like outside. <laughs> I bet being here before the street lights come on. They got some cold drinks in there, but they hot. Like grandparents. <laughs> Big mama says some crazy shit. But the point is, she always on point with whatever thing she says. Mm-hmm. And I think it just reminded all of us. She just reminds me of the things that my grandmother would say.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And um, and that's why I watch it. And, and and violent. You know, I love when she bring the violence in, you know. <laughs> Peace, you know, peace, be still. I got my peace right here, you know?
0: <laughs> Do you have a favorite Madea film of all of the franchise?
2: I would think probably Diary of a Mad Black Woman was probably my favorite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shamar Moore come up in there with that horrible, braided wig. I love uh, Charles in the hot tub about to die. He just looking, he looking like this. <laughs> And you know like I'm a relationship person so it was about getting out of it was about getting over a relationship that woman was going through a divorce a very painful divorce she didn't understand why her husband didn't love her anymore she did every single thing from that man it was about her starting over from the bottom and learning how to be an adult all by herself again be a woman all by herself again taking that that baggage taking that bitterness out of her mouth she had to start from scratch no money like she was humbled living in you know going back to being poor like she had to get a job like she Mm. literally had to start from scratch and in the end she became happy and that's the thing it's okay we i i am not afraid to start from scratch anymore you know Mm. what i'm saying but that's because i had to start from scratch but before that i was afraid to start from scratch
0: yeah i mean i understand i understand and i think that happens a lot it's uh, everything is fear right as soon as you you actually experience the thing you're scared of it's always like oh well this Mm -hmm. is fine everything's fine it'll always be fine
2: it's all fear you know fear of it yeah and 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 it's all comfort too you know Mm. you know you you know you don't you know once we get comfortable things don't change things don't change till we get uncomfortable yeah and that sucks for me because i am a lazy I am lazy and I am comfortable. I hate when I have to adjust. It makes me sick. But it's also, it's helpful because it's growth, you know? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've absolutely completely sold the Madea film. So, well done. When you say don't expect people to like them, I'm like, I'd be surprised they don't. It's how fucking brilliant. What What is the film, now maybe you've even done this recently, what is the film you would show a lover as a test to hmm. see... If you should be together. Is there any film that if your lady didn't like, you'd be like, Fuck you, you're out. Please tell me.
2: The one that I chose was fun with Dick and Jane. Because mm. if you're not about to sit through the mud with me, if we can't watch this movie and be like, Would you do that? No, we out. Cause babe, let's go. We got we got the rob we got the if we got the rob people, we got the sell if I need to know you in it. And that is yes. the film. Cause they lost everything. Yes. You like a robbery, a bank robbery. If we got to wanna... do it, we got to do it. Yeah. Let's go. Cool. It ain't my fault. Because I feel like this, like, I feel like most of the, for the most part, we're all good people. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. That's how I choose to view the world. we all good people. So if we are here minding our business, doing our jobs, taking care of our family, and the world just up and fucks you, mm-hmm. that ain't fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not fair. I'm in this world. I'm doing exactly what the government told me to. I'm not cheating. I'm not stealing. I'm not doing nothing. And then you want to take everything from me and I did nothing wrong? Fuck that. We robbing this bank. You robbing this bank with me, bitch? You better say, yeah, that's all that's And we out. What
0: did she say when you put this to her?
2: (laughs) Oh, she down. Baby girl is down.
0: Yeah, she sounded like it. I'm really pleased to hear that. I can relate. Um,
2: (laughs) Baby girl is down.
0: What is the film that made you the most uncomfortable
2: So the way I can answer this question is, honestly, I don't really get too uncomfortable with things because I'm an artist and I have a really weird mind. So Mm -hmm. whatever happens, I'm like, okay, great. This is art.
0: (laughs) Right, right, right.
2: great. What makes me uncomfortable still to this day is watching movies that have sex scenes in them if my parents are in the room <laughs> i'd be like oh my god i cannot do this still <laughs> me and my parents i did not if i know they have sex in it i'm not gonna watch it with them but right. if i don't know and the scene just happens i'm just like oh god we watched that what is that movie Dig on it i'm catching another brain for her. we watched the movie with that old-time singer it's on hulu Billy Holiday, I think it is.
0: Oh yeah, the 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 people versus Billy Holiday, or the right? We watched yeah. that. Okay.
2: But they had a sex scene. I was like, okay, okay, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. <laughs> then they had another one. I was like, oh my god! I didn't think they were gonna have this. Then they had another sex scene where it was very intimate because Billy was used to just sleeping with men mm-hmm. and that didn't care about her. And then this one man was just doing her. And then he just, he was like, I don't want to, you know, violently do you anymore. I'm going to make love to you. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I just, I just fake sleep. I was just acting like <laughs> I was sleeping. I just can't. I can't. I'm just like, I can't believe I'm watching this with my parents.
0: You all just sat in total <laughs> silence.
2: I was shocked at all the sex. Yeah. You it, know? It, yeah. It's and awkward. it was like violence you know like one thing one man like slapped her and grabbed her and was just oh. running her in the wall i was like oh my god <sighs> meanwhile if i watch that with my girlfriend she's like i want you to do that to me i'm like oh lord <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: it's... please don't say that my parents are right here <laughs> i know. can't i can't
2: but that's what i i can't do that
0: anymore that's a great answer Oh, I mean, a terrible segue into the next question, though. If you could show a child one film, what would it be?
2: Scarface. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I want, how, I think every child should see it. How old is the child? He's zero to two. ten. I don't zero think two. zero to ten should be watching. I don't think zero to twelve should watch that movie. But if I had to pick a movie, it'll be mm-hmm. that one.
0: Because you believe it. It tells you everything you need to know.
2: It's a classic. Mm-hmm. Scarface is a classic it would be my pleasure to show it to a kid with their per- with their parents' permission, of course. <laughs> know, and, you know, and you get to see the ride. But, you know, look, overall, mm-hmm. yes, it was about a lot of a lot of yo in that movie. OK, yeah. but overall, it show you how you could come from Colombia mm-hmm. and be a king. It yeah. shows you how you can, how the grind starts. And, uh, and, and a lot of kids don't understand that shit these days. A lot mm. of kids just want a damn spoon in their mouth. They just want things given to them right now. And yeah. it's like, no, bitch, you got to go out there and work like the rest of us did. Earn yeah. it. So that movie, to me, shows you how to earn it, hustle, be a man of your word. This how you get the money. This how you get the power. This how you get the bitches. But you can do that without selling drugs. But it also shows ultimately, if you do sell drugs and get deep in this game, you die.
0: Yeah, you will, <laughs> you will eventually die. Or go to jail. Yeah, <laughs> but you will die in quite a sort of epic, mm-hmm. pretty cool way. <laughs> There's also that. Yep. It'll look. It'll look. Co- At least it'll look cool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> get the
0: yo. Funky Johnson. What a what a bloody hero you are. I really oh. really like you a lot. Now, you've been wonderful. As wonderful as you were when I killed you. I, I'm so glad that I brought you back to life. In fact, I'm so glad <laughs> you've done so well. I'm going to let you live.
2: <gasps> Yay!
0: But having but. said that, that doesn't mean I won't kill you in the future. So, <laughs> All right. What I need to know is there's a lawyer here and he wants to know what film will you be leaving in your will just in case you are killed by me in the future.
2: All right. Number one, off top, Sister Egg, because Sister Egg is just what it is.
0: Point blank,
2: period. I should need no explanation on that. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely.
2: And number two, believe it or not, I love Sandra Bullock. And I love The Blind Side.
0: I do not believe it. That is a real twist.
2: The Blind Side, I just think, it's so, it's just, I just love it because it's black and it's white people. It's just so much racism going on and discrimination and just, it shows you that that's not happening everywhere. Mm. Not everybody like that. Black people could take in white people, white people could take in black people, and the same with Asians and Mexicans and Latinas and everybody else. We that it just shows me that we could be one. Damn it, they took in this big black man and mm-hmm. gave him a home, dude. Yeah, Get, sent them to college, man. Gave this dude a future. Didn't know this man from Adam, and he was he wasn't even playing ball. I could see if he was playing ball already. Yeah, they, they, they you know they spotted him out and. And and took them and did it for that reason. They simply did it to care for another human being. Mm. The the rest of it is the universe and God repaying them for doing something great. So, and I want to do that one day. You know, I was telling my girl, I'm like, yo, I want to save a kid. I want to yeah. adopt. I want to put a kid in a good home. Yeah,
0: that's a nice idea. Do you have a timeline for that?
2: Oh, we already talking to men. We 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 about to start. Whoa. We about to have a baby. Like next year around this time, oh, really? I expect for her to be pregnant. You know, I'm not <gasps> having no damn baby.
0: <laughs> That's already I'm, been decided. Was there any discussion between the two of you as to who was going to carry the baby, or you were like, she
2: wants, she's great, she wants right. to. She's a family-oriented woman. She has 22 nieces and nephews. Her family is huge. She 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 has a solid family foundation. One of the things I love about her.
0: So you're looking, you're looking for men. As in, you're going to use a a man that you know? Yeah, because
2: we... I talk to a lot of my gay friends about babies, and Mm -hmm. they do, like, the artificial insemination and stuff, which is fine, but I want my child to know their dad. I want a man in their life. I want them to know what it feels like to have a father. I want to give them a sense of simplicity and normalcy, even though I still feel like I'm normal, but the world doesn't so i'm i'm not i'm not that type of dyke to be like no 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 men mm. no let this baby have a father right and and i'm gonna tell that look you ain't you know i'm not going to put you on child support but when this when i tell you come get this little motherfucker come get him <laughs>
0: So you're, so you're, so you're like looking at friends of yours, right? You're looking at people, you know.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And of course it's gone, you know, the business side is going to get a little technical and, you know, but I would love for even him to get married and have a family. Like we got to make sure his girl not tripping about it. And even if he did have a baby with another woman, I'm like, here, go, go be with your other family. You know, more people are better than no people period. This the more is... to marry you let's have all the support man let's do it
0: we're gonna i'm gonna have to come up with a third way of doing this podcast so that i can hit we can all hear the rest of this in a year and a half <laughs> i know <wanna, laughs> how this all panned out and if i'm not doing the podcast i just want you to tell me i'm just gonna check in uh
2: always always check in always
0: punky johnson you're you're just one of the greats and i i really love you and thank you for doing this again
2: i appreciate you
0: uh is there anything you would like to tell people to look out for or to watch or to listen to i suppose snl for starters
2: <laughs> yeah support your girl on snl um i just booked like a nice uh role on this movie called bottoms i don't know when that's coming out but i'm Ooh. going to new orleans to film it next week Okay. Oh, i got two really dope solid scenes in it
0: we we stay with your family
2: I told them that I could because you know me. I'm like, yo, y'all can save on this budget. They're like, no, 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 come to the hotel. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like the whole my whole goal now is to. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry about that. That was rude. <laughs> and my whole goal is to now, you know, focus on keeping my job at SNL and um, finding work for the summer because you don't get paid in the oh, summer. Yeah, you got to, right. you got to go out there and hustle.
0: Yeah,
2: you, every are, summer. How much
0: stand up are you managing to do while you're there? Not much. Where at? In New York.
2: Oh, none, zero. There, there's oh, okay. no time. There's no yeah. time. And like what happened to me Friday, like I told y'all, yeah. if I was to, if I was in, do, if I was somewhere like in Harlem doing comedy, I would have got screwed. Yeah. They would have like, yeah. bitch, didn't we tell you you were on call? Why are you all the way in Harlem?
0: We did start. We could do some stand-up in the summer.
2: Um, but in the summertime, I plan on staying in New York. Um, I plan on getting in a top shape, boxing five days a week mm-hmm. and eating good. And then the weekends, like I would leave Friday morning, get back Sunday night from doing comedy in whatever city.
0: Great. Uh, well, everyone's got to go and see you. Punky Johnson, God bless you. Thank you for doing this. Have a lovely life.
2: God bless you too. It was my complete pleasure. It was. It's always an honor in your presence. Even though we threw the phone, I still feel you. I feel you. And um, I love you, buddy. Anytime.
0: Okay. Yes,
2: oh, please. and oh. and congratulations to you for everything. Because uh. I have a freaking friend that has an Emmy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yes, yes. Okay, yes. That, you do. Um, Amazing. All right. I'm going to stop the recording and then ask you loads okay. more questions. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.
2: You got it.
0: So that was episode 195. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 20 minutes of chat, secrets, videos, beginnings and openings, things that changed your life, all of that with Punky Johnson at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, but write about the film that means the most to you and why. My neighbour Maureen loves reading it, finds it very moving. She loves it. Do it for Maureen, I suppose. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. I do hope you're all well. Thank you so much to Punky for doing the show again. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Leiden for the photography. Come and join me next week for another brilliant guest. I'll tell you this. We're coming up to 200 episodes. I don't know what's going to happen, but we should all prepare ourselves that at episode 200 I might take a break from the podcast. Don't panic. I'm not going to end it forever. But we might pause it. I've done it every week. 200 coming up. So it's the big, it's a big anniversary for the show. Let's see. We'll see what happens. I'm thinking about some stuff. I've got some plans, some ideas. We'll see. But, just like, let's have a think about the future, shall we? And uh, I hope you're all well. Sending you all love. Uh, in the meantime, have a wonderful week. And please... Now more than ever, be excellent to each other.